The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. There are two sides to the broadcast industry, content creators and money makers. This podcast is for that second group, sellers, buyers, managers, anyone with an interest in business. You're all welcome here. This is Seller to Seller. Now, here's your host, Jeff Capes. Cody Welling has worked in radio and TV as a VPGM, a director of sales, GSM, the last 15 years. Many of them from Toledo to Shreveport to Columbus, Ohio, where he was the GSM of 97-1, the fan. And now he's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Currently, he's the DOS for Cox Media Group Radio in Tulsa. He has experience with station programming and radio and ops, directing sales, promotions, digital, developing sales organizations, all in broadcast media. He's well-versed in TV, which we'll discuss today. And until last summer, was the DOS of CMG Radio and assisted in co-managing a sales process and integrated sales team with Tulsa's Fox TV affiliate until Cox Media Group sold those associated properties. You've been around. You've got an extensive radio background. So mm-hmm. tell me how this merged. You know, you've got this radio background. All of a sudden, you're in the television business and you're you know, trying to run that sales process. So h- how did that work for you? Well, it's one of the most unique situations really in America at the time. And as you know, or as many people know, Cox Media Group has great TV properties and great radio properties. But this was one of you one of the unique scenarios where they had TV and radio under one roof. Uh, they were integrating the sales process and they needed someone with a uh, radio background that could come in, work with the DOS on the TV side and understand the big picture mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, all work for market share. Well, and, and you know, that's a long way of saying that all of a sudden you go from competing to working with and you're Correct. you're you're seeking market share. So h- how was that co- cooperation? Um. It's very unique. And and so TV has specific goals. Radio has specific goals. There's a radio team. And then there was a TV team at the time. We'd integrate the sales, but there would always be people that navigate to their TV sales or their radio sales. And so what it really boiled down to with the sales managers is not worrying about a specific budget or a specific commission rate for Mm -hmm. a seller is doing what's best for the client and and making sure that the the strategies we put in place, they're not spraying and praying Mm -hmm. and whatever they choose to pick based on their budgets or their strategy, whether it was TV, radio, digital, OTT, streaming, streaming video, it was the right solution for the client. Yeah. So it was a lot of education because you have TV focused sellers, radio focused sellers, right? Understanding the numbers, what's best, and then putting it all together. Well, that buy-in has to happen internally. It has to happen internally, and really, you're spending more time selling it internally, and really managing thousands of clients internally on what's right for them. Wow. Okay. So. You've got your radio sellers who you probably understood as well or better than Mm -hmm. anybody. 
and you were discussing with them the opportunities to add anything and everything this Fox TV affiliate had. And I know there was a lot of OTT and my TV and all the other things. So as you tried to boil it down to be manageable and package up, you know, what did you find were your go-to items that a radio person could understand and go out and successfully add into their radio budgets? Local news and sports. That's that's what seemed to be the two things that really navigate navigated uh, the, the clients to merge them together. The local news product, it's doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sports because of the regional factor to that. So in the state of Oklahoma, and we are a Fox affiliate, you're going to get, I mean, the big noon Saturdays, and you're going to get the Sooners, you're going to get Oklahoma State, and you're going to get that vast Fox Sports lineup from the NFL to World Cup soccer and and all of those things. So the local clients, when you're looking them to cross over Mm -hmm. from radio, grab some market share in the sports side, it's the local news product and the the regional sports products. When you when it came to looking at your reach and frequency of how you were putting these campaigns together, Cody, you've got a lot of us in radio on the fundamentals of a frequency based medium. You know, fifty spot schedules a week, getting impact, and then now we're adding in this reach product of local news. Let's just say, did you? Did you recommend on uh, often that they should add the morning news as their path paying attention? Uh, did you recommend they add in the afternoon news? And then demographically, I'm sure either you were filling in demos the radio station they were purchasing didn't reach or they were compounding like the sports stations and so forth. Um, Long que- uh, answer to your question. Sure. So re- really case by case and, and different part, different the morning news, the midday news, the evening news, the late night news, some of them have different ratings. The strategies that that's, we tried to work here is, look, there's four TV stations in the market and most mm-hmm. markets, and some are rated highly and some are rated less. And what we try to do from a radio standpoint is, okay, Mr. Client, you don't need to necessarily purchase for TV stations, why don't you te- keep the two good ones that you're on? Take these dollars, apply them to a radio campaign, or add to your OTT connected TV campaign. In- vastly improve your reach and reduce your duplication and create some different frequencies. Wow. So it's a lot of education. Yes, and so. You come from this radio background where I'm sure there were managers that told you, ah, don't get hung up in ratings. You just confuse the advertiser. Make them like you. (laughs) Yeah. Sell them a package. Put 12 months on the books, kid. And now you're coming in as a, frankly, as an ad agency account executive. I mean, so the client's attention span, do you get it to the point where it's like, I just trust you. You do it. We are concerned about that, but the clients are smarter. Mm-hmm. And, and and they get the data pretty quickly. So the whole goal of this is for us to be the one-stop shop, okay? Why talk to eight media reps when you can talk to one? Right. And handle it all in-house or two and handle it all, all in-house for you. And so it cuts down on their personal time of, of talking to four or five media reps and putting six different campaigns together 
we're putting one campaign together with the right message, the same messages on maybe radio and TV Mm -hmm. and OTT or their digital strategies, and it all works for one. So if they need to change stuff, something's called one person, not five. Yeah. And was that almost the lead with, you always got to read the room. There's, there's clients that like dealing with all the refs, getting freebies. There's other clients that you can just tell they trust you. They return your calls. They're on it. You, You do the production changes seamlessly. The billing's working. And maybe you could suggest, Hey, I can do more for you because let's note we're in a flow together. You know, this works for you, apparently. And even now, I'm sure you counsel your radio people to get more involved in digital. Is that the the, the biggest piece is the time and managing people for these clients? Yes. And and really, relationships win. So I, I could have the best product in the world, the best TV station, the best radio station, the best OTT product on the planet. But if we don't have a relationship with the local client, then then there's no trust and then there's not a buy-in on the campaign. Yeah. All right. So you and I came through an era where local news, local TV was a monster in competing because of the video component and some of the audio, of course, the internet has changed all of that. We know that. And it's repositioned. I'm sure how TV stations may be perceived in the market by advertisers. So what's your thoughts on that in terms of, well, I'm on TV. I don't need you or I, I need you because all I got is TV or where where are we at with that image on the street, you think? Well, TV, I believe, is the last to go through this transformation. We, we saw it with newspaper, less people buying the physical copy and now moving online. Radio was always, well, the record player, the eight track, the tape player, the CD player, the MP3 player, Sirius XM, Pandora. It's all going to kill radio. And it didn't. We found our our way around it. Now, with TV, we have so many choices for our our viewing pleasure. We can go to YouTube. There's different OTT places where we can get a library of music. Amazon Prime, Tubi, Pluto, Crackle, Hulu, all of these things. But when it really comes down to it, people still like to be in touch with their local communities. And so local news is so important on the trust. They can ball up breaking news, local news, weather, sports, and community all in one. And and programming TV, like the library of favorite shows we want to watch, that becomes the Wild West. Okay, so you're going to see probably most of those dollars on local TV, maybe the network program, programming like the Family Feuds of the World, Mass Singer, things, things like that, that drive ratings. So what, what I've learned quickly between the two mediums is in radio, we tune into a specific format. If I'm a country music listener, Maybe I only have one or two options in a particular market, but I listen to the format all day. And that's why it builds the frequency. In TV, it tends to be specific programs. There's a ton of day parts, one-hour shows, half-hour shows. Right. They're, they're different daily, and, 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 and the news program becomes uh, weekly. So as the eyeballs shift, the, the challenge with TV is, okay, how many eyeballs do we have here? And then how do we integrate where the eyeballs are going elsewhere and bring it all together? So you'll probably hear down the road more 
video sales than TV sales. Right. If you know right. what I mean. Yeah. And I've noticed the transition glass screen. People start talking about that screens, displays, and what you just suggested video and audio. All right. Let, let, let's get into something that we hear quite a bit. I'm sure you've got your own way of explaining it to advertisers. OTTs thrown around a lot. CTVs thrown around a lot. OTAs thrown around a lot. And when you look at it and you think about it, the demographics for each one of these, or even in some cases like with OTA, okay, they're in the car. If it's radio we're talking about, you're talking about drive times. You're talking about people in the car listening to over-the-air spots. Uh, over the top, who knows where they are? <laughs> they're on their phone. They're they're all over the place. Or they're watching, you know, wired TV at home with ads that can run from ad-supported uh, video. And then cable TV, I don't even know. I, I, I have it because I have my Wi-Fi coming in my house from Spectrum. So how do you describe the demographics of those three mediums per se? Well, with traditional broadcast, I, I look at it as one to many. And, and yes, we know certain stations do well in a 25 to 54 demo or 35 to 64, but it's one to many. And with, with OTT, which is a general term, I like to call it targeted video. Um, then we can get met the commercials to a few. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so we, as you know, everything that we do, we can get rid of all the cookies that we want on, on our devices. Right. But, but if I want to, with the connected TV product, I can target someone that has two green thumbs that wears a red sweater on Wednesdays that, that likes eyeglasses. And, and so we do that targeting there, but the, the reach becomes a lot smaller. Right. Most clients, they, they don't have Lowe's or Home Depot's or McDonald's budgets. And so they're targeting a few. And then now with the technology and the attribution with connected TV or targeted TV is you can, if you're running the same commercials on broadcast and on OTT, you can track the unique households. So you can track the uniques on the broadcast. You can track the unique households on OTT, and then you can see the overlap. And the overlap is really improving the frequency wow. of that message. Yeah. And, and I think getting the reps to understand that and explain it has to be a challenge when pricing gets introduced in terms of how much they're paying for this, that, or the other. How did that conversation go when you were talking to, to reps in your place about dealing with that with the customers? Well, what I'm seeing now, and it's it's happened for a while uh, in the bigger markets, is the, the TV buys, the broadcast TV buys are coming in impression-based, and, and that's how you sell the OTT buys. So it ends up being an impression-based buy where you can package it in together on cost per thousands. So it becomes easier to decipher and understand. And, and some aggregates in the OTT world can add that technology of then tracking households in the, the unique households on the broadcast buy and on the OTT buy that really explains everything to the client. How important is the video production piece? Now, that used Very. to be a drawback we would point out. If Very. they were going to do any video, local TV, I'm like, does that really represent what you want to look like? 
it, it it's very important and and some ott aggregators require certain quality uh, of the of the video mm-hmm. um and it's just like what what i tell the, the tv reps i could have the or the radio reps i i could have the number one station in the market and we can sell them a cheap cheap spot but if it's a bad commercial then they're they're throwing their money away right all right so here you are in tulsa you're in the in cox media radio now Tell us a little bit about how the Tulsa market's faring. We've got inflation, cost of living increases, you know, this, that, and the other. Tulsa's probably, a, a, I would think, doing well. It's isolated, per se, and got a lot of people. Absolutely. So it, it, it's a great economy. It's a great state to do business in. The cost of living is really low. It's got one of the lowest unemployment rates in the United States. But everyone has the same problems and it's supply line issues. It's uh, can't find employees. I'm booked out for 12 weeks. I'm so busy. So you, you take everything on a case by case basis and, and you really help consult these clients uh, top of mind awareness. Uh, they have their certain positions in the marketplace. They, they could probably go off the air for two or three months, do just as well but when the markets correct themselves properly, and they always do, mm-hmm. you have to actually spend more to work your way back up the ladder. So it's it's trying to keep the consistency the most with these clients. It's a great radio market. There are a lot of stations in this market. Mm-hmm. There's enough business to go around. Uh, it is a great radio market. It's a, it's a very good TV market. That Before our sale of our TV stations, there's there are two media companies in town that had radio and TV under one, one building. Wow. So it becomes very competitive. And it provided a fairly edgy, as you mentioned earlier, a fairly educated ad buying community that was conditioned to, I don't know if they were conditioned on a cost per thousand basis to buying impressions and so forth, but I bet they were a lot further along than other markets that didn't have that. Yes. And and I've been in a few and the, the, all the business owners that I talked to, they're really educated in the media landscape. And in fact, in the OTT world, they're the ones that are asking us the questions. How does this work? I have YouTube TV or how does this work? I have Hulu, but I don't see local ads or how does this work with satellite radio? And, and are you losing listeners? So, so a a media rep has to be, it's, it's a lifetime of learning and they really have to be highly educated and well-versed in everything. How do you handle the education piece on keeping your staff informed and up-to-date? I mean, are you, and I don't know if Cox is making everybody be digitally certified and, and radio marketing consultant certified. How does the education piece flow for you? Cox has, Cox Media Group has tremendous education, and especially on the digital side and the radio side. So they do a great job with that. But then from a media consultant standpoint, it becomes information overload. So we have local experts in the building that are digital experts and radio experts, and we bring all this information and condense it down with with the sellers. What I try to tell them to do is find a couple things that you understand very well, Mm -hmm. and that's how you get in the foot your foot in the door. So, so we have certain sellers that are well-versed on OTT. We have certain sellers that are well-versed on SEO and SEM strategies, and that's how they get in the door. 
And then what we do as managers is as we like to attend as many calls as possible. We don't like to manage from an air traffic control tower mm-hmm. and be, be on the streets and help them fill the gaps and then bring it all in for the client, and make it easy, easy on them. How many hours do you, uh, I guess, reserve for training? Is there a weekly one hour training session? Is it in person? Is it Zoom? What What's that calendar look like typically? We, we are... Yes, every market's probably doing a hybrid role, but our sales team's pretty much in here full time. So in our Monday sales meeting that we have as a team, mm-hmm. I, I, I like to throw in a nugget or an idea mm-hmm. that I see in the trades or read from a, a media post site, and it just gets their brain thinking. Then on Thursdays, we like to take a topic and have a 40-minute discussion on it, and then how to integrate that into our sales. The topic could be OTT attribution and how it works, or the topic could be the Nielsen radio ratings and and how to differentiate. Sure. Or it could be on a category like uh, attorneys or home improvement and what products work for them on a national level and how we can uh, coordinate that locally. So training ongoing always. And, and the the inside joke that we have with our sales team is try to one learn one thing new each day. So if you were to talk to the uh, radio reps and some of them, of course, listening to this or sports radio reps, what do you think they should educate themselves on? Just one thing, Cody, for 2023 that may give them a pretty good ROI. If they're good OTA sellers, they're selling endorsements. You understand the class. Maybe you got a play-by-play contract and they had a bank of spots through the year and they're dipping their toes in digital with the digital sales manager. And they got a couple of those going. What, what's your thoughts? There's two things. You can't have a good sale or a good strategy for your client without a good customer needs analysis. If you, if you don't understand their pain, uh, what their goals are, you can't put a campaign together. So it's irrelevant. The, the second thing is, what is that client's customer journey? How does how do they get customers? How, how is it? Is it through their website? Is it word of mouth? Are they doing trade shows? If you as a seller do not understand the customer's journey to your client, you can't put the right recommendation together. I mean, we have plenty of clients that just do digital only. That's their strategy. Sure. That's, that's what they do. And we have plenty of clients that just do broadcast only. What do you That's- recommend for the clients who don't even know their customer journey? I've run across way more of those where they think they do, but they really don't. Well, with technology nowadays and the access to certain systems, we can do digital audits for the, the client and show them those things. Um, and then a lot of times it's in that scenario, it could be, hey, the client goes to us. I love KRMG. I love your station. I want to be on it and I'm going to buy it. And, and then they get a couple phone calls and they think it's the best thing in the world. And we keep the reach and the frequency and then we know it's working. Cody Welling here. You can find more on Cody on LinkedIn. Review and subscribe to this pod. Pass it along. It's how we grow it. You can email me, jeffcase54 at gmail.com with interview ideas. Check barrettsportsmedia.com for weekly columns that I write about sales. And you can get all the past pods. I'll talk to you next week. 
Thank you for listening to Seller to Seller with Jeff Caves. Each episode is available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and most podcasting platforms. To stay in touch with Jeff, follow him on Twitter at Jeff Caves and read his sales columns on BarrettSportsMedia.com.